Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely wonderful to be here with you this evening. Um, What a joy and privilege to share about the life-changing work of the Leprosy Mission. Life-changing work that is only possible because of God's care and provision and because of the compassion and care of you and people like you around our world today. It's been wonderful over the past few days to hear the testimonies and stories of different mission agencies around the world. And I hope tonight that you are encouraged and that you are inspired as you hear stories of the impact of God's love in action uh, to the poor, to the outcast, to the marginalised in our world today. Now, I'm sure there are many people in our audience here this evening that whenever they heard the leprosy mission, they thought, leprosy? Really? Surely that doesn't exist today, and even if it does, surely it can't be that much of a problem. I'm just looking at the slayer we are. It's always good when technology works and the slides go. Well, actually, that unfortunately is not the case because as you can see on the slide there, um, a quarter of a million people are newly diagnosed with leprosy every year. 10% of those cases are found in children. And actually, the medical experts think that the numbers are um, much higher than this, three or four times higher, because the very nature of the disease, leprosy, is that people hide away um, with shame or they're outcasts from their community and they don't actually come forward um, for diagnosis. of all cases reported are found in India. Every two minutes, someone in our world is diagnosed with leprosy. Every two minutes. So if you think of our time here this evening, you get a cup of tea afterwards, you go to the global village. By the time you get home, how many more people will have found out today that they have leprosy? It's never good news to hear that you have leprosy. Leprosy is like the thief we read in John chapter 10, verse 10, that comes in the night to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Robbing those who suffer um, of their jobs, their marriage prospects, employment opportunities, even their basic human rights. It works slowly almost undetectable at the very start. Early symptoms start with light, numb patches on the skin. It progresses by the shortening of tendons and leaves clawed-like hands and drop foot. It then destroys nerve endings in the hands and the feet and the face, leaving those affected with no ability to feel pain anymore. Now, most of us, if we were asked, we might think, well, actually, we don't want to feel pain anymore. But actually, pain is the body's alarm system that lets us know there's something maybe dangerous there. 
And so that feeling that protects us is removed from people who suffer from leprosy. And if left untreated, wounds and ulcers, sorry, cuts progress to ulcers, leading to infection, and finally, permanent and irreversible and unnecessary disability. There's nearly three million people in our world today that live with leprosy-related disabilities, mostly due to the late treatment and diagnosis of leprosy. Now, leprosy is a very mild, contagious disease, and it typically thrives in areas of poverty, where lots of people live in small areas with shared wash and sanitary facilities and where poor nutrition and living conditions naturally lowers a person's immune system. Those with leprosy are often the poorest of the poor, the bottom of the heap, the most marginalised in their communities. They are outcasts. They're the ones that you would not just uh, walk on the other side of the street away from, you would turn and walk the opposite direction. In many countries, there are laws, social customs, misunderstandings, and fear around this disease that sees those with leprosy cast out from their homes, their community, and their workplace. In countries, for instance, like India and Nepal, there are many laws still in place today that actively discriminate against people who have leprosy. In Nepal, for example, you can get divorced on grounds of leprosy. In India, you're not allowed to get on a public train if you um, have leprosy. Not allowed to hold certain positions, certain jobs. And in parts of our world today, those with leprosy are known as the walking dead, they're not even considered to be a fully alive human being. The fear and stigma of this disease robs individuals of their education, employment opportunities, their potential, their future. People lose their dignity. They're stripped of their identity as they're rejected, despised become outcasts and feel completely forgotten about in society with little hope and means to get through the day. Someone like Shakti, who we're going to see on the video now. When I was two and a half years old, sore red patches appeared on my legs. The skin wouldn't heal and the wounds got bigger. Then they ulcerated. It's made me so sad. Everyone looks down on me. They don't want me around them. My neighbors hate me and won't let me leave my house. They think I'll infect their children. I just feel devastated. I came to Anandaban Hospital six weeks ago. The doctor told me that the disease has spread to the bone. I needed to have my leg amputated. I 
I worked so hard to pass my school exams. I hoped to go on to university. I dreamt of studying to become a doctor. But instead, I'm here. All because the wounds won't heal. I can't be a doctor without my leg. I still want to study and work and be independent. It is unfair, it is unjust, that a curable disease can rob the future hopes and dreams of a child like Shakti before her life has barely just begun. Shakti dreamed of a better life. She dreamed of a future of helping others. She worked hard to pass her exams and go to university. But in her words, instead, I am here. You know, the tragedy and the scandal of all of this is that it doesn't have to be like this. It should not be this way. This is not what God intends. Leprosy is completely curable. This is the cure to leprosy. Multi-drug therapy, a combination of antibiotics working together. It costs about £24 to find, cure and treat someone with leprosy. I met my mum for lunch today. I spent more than £24 on that lunch. And whilst I had a lovely time with my mum, it didn't change my life. This changes people's lives. Founded in 1874, the Leprosy Mission is the world's oldest and largest leprosy-focused organisation with activities in over 30 countries around the world. Following the example of Jesus Christ, who reached out and touched and healed those with leprosy during his lifetime here on earth, we seek to follow that example and to reach out and to touch those who are affected by leprosy and bring healing and restoration. Our vision is to see leprosy defeated, lives transformed, and we have an ambitious goal to achieve zero leprosy transmission by 2035. That's only 13 years away. 2035, and to work towards zero disability and discrimination. Wherever we work in the world, we do this by diagnosing and treating leprosy. We know that spotting and getting the cure to leprosy affected people early is key to preventing all the unnecessary disability and amputation like you saw on the video in Shakti's story. We're mostly known for our hospital care work, but so much more than that, we run satellite clinics, outreach camps, right into the remote areas, bringing medical care to folk who have no access to it. 
We engage with local governments to integrate leprosy treatment programs into their wider healthcare systems, and we train healthcare workers to recognise the symptoms of this disease and know how to treat its complications. Even though disability is not an inevitable consequence of leprosy, millions of people globally are permanently disabled, often due to late diagnosis, and they need the long-term rehabilitation. They may have clawed hands, dropped foot or affected eyes, and all of this can be corrected through surgery, physiotherapy. It's vital that people affected by leprosy understand the need to take care of their bodies after being cured because this will prevent future disability. It's important to protect your hands and your feet if you're cooking over an open fire or working in the fields. So our work frequently involves promoting knowledge of self-care through individual and group training. An increasingly important part of our work is improving the mental and spiritual well-being of people affected by leprosy because that stigma and that discrimination um, leads to rejection. Many people struggle with their feelings of self-worth. We provide counselling and we work with different communities to fight prejudice and to help the heavy load that leprosy affected individuals and families carry. Those who are rejected are treated with care and compassion, demonstrating love in action, but that often leads to many conversations where people ask, why are you caring for me? Why, when I am worth nothing and I'm told by society that I'm not worth anything, why are you caring for me? And that gives us an opportunity to share God's love. Because society may have turned their back on those affected by leprosy like Shakti, but God hasn't. His heart is for the outcast. Wherever we work around the world, we always include awareness raising and education about leprosy, that it's not a curse that it's a curable disease, to help and break down those walls of misunderstanding and fear. But to defeat leprosy in our lifetime and to reach that goal of zero leprosy transmission by 2035, we also invest in critical and groundbreaking research in how to manage that disease. That research led to finding the cure in the 1980s and it will help us bring an end to this ancient disease. Can you imagine what a leprosy-free world would mean for children like Shakti? Research is vital as we work towards that vision. Everything we do is focused on our mission to break the chains of leprosy, to end this ancient disease, and to empower people to attain healing, dignity, and life in all its fullness in Jesus' name. And one of the countries that we work in is Nepal through Anandaban Hospital. And there's many stories that I could share with you this evening, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about the work that we do in Nepal. This is the hospital where Shakti was treated. Anandaban Hospital was built in the 1950s. 
on land donated to the leprosy mission by the king of Nepal at the time. And the king chose this site very intentionally. It was high up on one of the hills which surround the Kathmandu Valley because he said it was a suitable place for a leprosy hospital. Why? It was a disused graveyard. It was outside of the city. Anandaban and its patients were very intentionally hidden away from society, out of sight, out of mind, in a place of darkness and death. Yet the king of Nepal, in all his wisdom, didn't reckon on the power of Christian witness and faith, which Anandaban has bore over many years. Because for many years, Anandaban has been a light to the world around it. A town on a hill shining brightly for all to see. It is very clear that what man intended to hide away and to place outside of civilized society has been used by God to bring light and hope and healing to so many people. And we're now going to watch another short video to tell us more about Anandaman. High on a remote wooded hill in central Nepal, there's a special place of healing. Some of you may know it already. It's called Anandaban, which means forest of joy. And for nearly 60 years, Anandaban Hospital has been a beacon of joy and light to those affected by leprosy. 40,000 patients come here every year for treatment. Despite this success, Many more people affected by leprosy remain untreated in Nepal, often because they can't afford to make the journey or are too frightened. My name is Pam Rhodes, and I'm passionate about the work of the Leprosy Mission. So I've come to Anandaban to find out how, with your help and prayers, even more people affected by leprosy can be found, cured, and healed in Jesus' name. Dr. Indra, I am so pleased to meet you. I start by meeting Dr. Indra Nappet, the director of Anandaban Hospital. He takes me to meet a young man who's about to have an operation on his hands. Ram is a stonemason from a remote rural community. He was diagnosed with leprosy eight years ago, but was too afraid to tell anyone because of the social stigma that still exists in Nepal. He was eventually met by an outreach team, but sadly, not before his hands had been damaged by the disease. Leprosy has left them clawed, and he is no longer able to work as a stonemason. There are more than three million people in the world like Ram who didn't receive the cure in time and now live with a permanent disability. Fortunately for Ram, this is not the end of the story. Now he's at Anandaban, Dr. Indra and his team can operate to restore function in his hands, to give him back his independence and his livelihood. Whilst Dr. Indra operates on Ram, I'm taken to a nearby village to meet a community of people affected by leprosy. Traditional attitudes towards leprosy here means that those affected by it are still ostracised and excluded. And it is among those living in very poor conditions that leprosy is most common. 
In this community, there is a great atmosphere of love and companionship. But I can't help feeling angry that so much needless suffering and disability has been caused by a disease that can and should be cured in its early stages. Will you help us to find more people affected by leprosy and bring them to Anandaban to be cured and healed? When you help, you become a vital link in a long chain of love that will reach this community here and provide them with the facilities they so desperately need. That hospital on the hill, a beacon of light and hope for years to come. Anandaban Hospital and our work in Nepal, as you saw on the video there, is one example of the work that we do throughout Asia and Africa. God's love in action, shining that light of Christ's love, bringing dignity and hope to those who are ostracized, rejected by others. This morning in our Bible study, as Zach was sharing, um, there was a couple of things that caught me, but one thing that he said, uh, he was, uh, we were reflecting on the darkness in which Mary Magdalene found herself in, in, in John chapter 20. And he said, the light came into the darkness through the angels, the messengers of God. As followers of Christ, we today are the messengers of God. Jesus calls us to be his hands and his feet today. Like Pam Rhodes in the video said, I am a great believer that everyone can do something. You're here tonight at a missionary convention and it's wonderful to hear stories around the world, but sometimes we can keep those stories at arm's length. And my challenge to you all this evening is you are a missionary. What is it that you can do? You might not be the person performing the reconstructive surgery that you saw on the video there or bandaging wounds in a hospital. You may not be advocating for justice or building a well in a community. You could simply be the one who's on your knees praying. The one who's putting 10 pounds into a collecting box, organizing a coffee morning or a soup lunch, telling others about the news, about the stories of people who have leprosy. I love the image that Pam shared about um, how we're all links in this chain. She said, when you help, when you help and play your part, because we all have a part to play, you become a vital link in a long chain that reaches from here in Bangor tonight to places in Nepal or Nigeria or India or Taiwan, wherever it is. That long chain of love reaches there. And you provide them with the facilities and resources that they so desperately need. We're on a journey to see an end to leprosy. 
There are many things that you can participate in and be involved in. But I, tonight, on behalf of those people affected by leprosy, am encouraging you to join us as we see an end to leprosy. To help provide places of light and healing like an Andaman. Ensuring that they have the equipment, the staff and resources that they need to reach out to those with leprosy like Jesus did. That's the vision. To ensure that there will be no more stories like Shakti's story that you heard this evening. Anandaban Hospital was a shining beacon of light and hope to her in her darkness. But that was only possible because people have helped and supported and prayed from all over the world. So with your help and your prayers, there will be no more of those stories. We can change the picture because leprosy doesn't have the last word. Jesus has the last word. And he says, I know your name. I haven't forgotten you. You are not rejected. And through the care and compassion of God's people, he brings hope again. He rewrites stories. And people are empowered to live the fullness of life that Jesus came and died on the cross for. Will you be part of God's restoration plan? To seek and lift the lost, the outcasted and the oppressed. Will you commit to pray, to give and to help as you are able? Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing that in 13 years' time, I can come back to Bangor Worldwide and said, say, we did it. We did it because of you. My time is gone. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share a little bit on behalf of Shakti and those who are affected by leprosy around the world. If you would like to find out more about our work, I will be over at the Global Village. If you haven't been over yet, some amazing stands there. There's lots of lovely volunteers out there ready to talk to you, but I'll be there this evening, and I would love to have an opportunity to tell you more about our work. You can also scan that QR code if you want to take a picture of the slide there for all modern. Um, follow us on Facebook or check us on the website. At the stand, you will also find these little bookmarks. And I, we've brought loads of these with us tonight, and I don't want to take them home. <laughs> these are our prayer bookmarks. And as a keepsake of this evening, to remind you what you heard about on the Wednesday evening at Bangor Worldwide, I would love you to go to the stand and pick up one of these Take it home, stick it on your fridge, put it in your Bible, wherever it is, and whenever you see it, would you say a prayer for Shakti? Would you say a prayer for those like her around the world today? And would you pray for an end to leprosy? Amen. May God's kingdom come here on earth. Amen. 
We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.